Hi and welcome to another Bay Talk podcast where we speak with local business and keep up to date with all things local in the beautiful inner west of Sydney. Hi, I'm Caroline, host of the show and founder of Bay Talk. Be sure to check out baytalk.com.au and meet some of the great local business owners in the area. One of these is Bayside Built and today I am speaking with the owner Doug Carey. Bayside Built is a Sydney-based construction and development company that specialises in high-end home renovations and new builds. They combine their love of architecture, art and Sydney's vibrant lifestyle when designing and building one-of-a-kind custom and luxury homes. Their team of architects and builders create projects that are built to the highest level of detail and individuality. Today, Doug talks us through the process of a new build or renovation and how Bayside Build manages the process from conception to completion. Doug also addresses the challenges that come with renovating a heritage building. And finally, some simple ways to make your home more efficient and eco-friendly. Hi Doug, thanks heaps for coming on. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Hey Caroline, thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this all week. Oh cool, <laughs> I'm glad I'm here yeah. highlight. <laughs> it's all right, good way to cap the week off. Yeah. Um, I've seen some of your really beautiful work, the, the treehouse in Haberfield, um, the cottage by the bay, for example, they're all beautiful and really um, unique. So if I was to want to go and build or renovate with your company, what's the process and how much of this process will Bayside Built manage? Uh, look, the, the process that we do is not really too different to a lot of other builders, but um, we find that it's, you know, every, anyone can do a process, anyone can put something together. But what really sets us apart is the, um, is kind of the, it's a personality thing. So the personality of a, of a business owner needs to come through in their business. Um, so I don't know, I feel like I'm quite a, I don't know, I don't, what's the, what's the eight part personality, quite controlling, micromanaging, but also have attention to details and stuff, right? Yep. Um, so the, our processes are pretty detailed, um, but the overall view of it is we offer design construct. We've got in-house architects and we're working with three architects in Sydney who all range in the types of work they do. So guys who are specialists in, you know, kind of like the Dremoyne area, um, the Canada Bay Council doing a lot of work through there for heritage homes. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another guy who does super high end stuff. He's based a lot in the East, but he has done a few jobs for us in the inner West. Um, and then there's another guy who kind of acts as a draftsman. He works in house with us and he's good at getting things through council almost anywhere in particular Haberfield. But, um, yeah, he's really good at getting things through council. You don't have to have anything. You've just got to have a dream. Uh, lots of people have Pinterest. We love using Pinterest. Uh, there's, the last house that we're pricing it now in uh, Haberfield, she had a, a pin board with like 10,000 followers and sent us a link to the Pinterest, uh, the pin board and basically use that to start going with the design. And um, yeah, I mean, that's all you really need depending on, depending on what you want to do. We can really take over the process and design it for you. What about then if you're, if you're looking at, um, like you're mentioning homes in Haberfield, et cetera, where there's a lot of heritage properties, what are the challenges when it comes to renovating a, a heritage building? A lot of the challenges with the heritage building are how much of the original features you want to keep and then where, I guess, what part of the house do you then want to change it to a modern or contemporary or a different style or if you want to own the original characteristics the whole way through. Um, and then the other one is what's, what's council going to let you do. So a lot of the time you've got to keep 
the facade of the house. You've got to keep it looking original from the street and then you can do everything out the back. So working in with keeping neighbors on looking, not looking into your backyard or you looking into their backyards, a big one for first floor additions. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a few little other subtleties there to make sure the house works well as, as well. So, you know, having your amenities in the right spot. So making sure your toilets and your bathroom, if toilets and your um, kitchen and everything's kind of placed around in the right spot is pretty important. Well, is that because when you're building extensions on, I guess the bathroom isn't necessarily going to be where you'd want it to be if you've extended a, a kitchen right next to it? something you're not going to want that yeah that's right sometimes you can try and jam too much in a space you see it all the time in houses that were renovated 20 30 40 years ago that we're demolishing now where there's just a lot of pokey dark little rooms off the back of each other you've got a toilet that backs onto a kitchen that's a bad idea it's just a it's just not a pleasant space it's not a pleasant layout of a space so lots of things like also getting light in so if you're talking canada bay or haberfield where there are lots of two-story homes and there's lots of hills. So if you're on the top of a hill or just on the on the low side of a hill, you've got to set your house up to pick up the right type of light at the right time of day. Mm. Yeah. Because everyone wants light in their house and in their backyard. And then at the same time, I guess you've got to make sure you're not taking the light and everything out of your next-door neighbour's <laughs> backyard. Yes, but you don't want to keep the friendship with your neighbours, but also council have pretty strict requirements on, you know, shadowing of neighbours' backyards. So that's all part of it, part of the design stage. Um, that's the nitty-gritty. It's not really something that we have to, you know, sell as a as part to our uh, the homeowners and the clients. It's really something that we just do in the background. There's shadow diagrams. Um, and a few other little details that go like that for councils, for council's sake, for approval. So what are some simple ways to make your future home more efficient and eco-friendly? Reducing ecological footprint is pretty important to us. Um, we pride ourselves on our sustainability, sustainable building. Uh, look, the easiest ways to do that is insulation. So whether it's insulation bats in your walls and ceilings, um, subfloor insulation, if it's foam under a slab or you're putting a, a polyester bats under your timber, timber frame subfloor, it's about thermal, keeping your thermal in during the winter. So you've got your heater running, you reduce your heating costs, um, and in the summer, you're not letting the heat in through your walls, so you're reducing your cooling costs. Okay. That's probably that's probably the two the, the simplest way to, to be doing something sustainable. Beyond that, you've got harvesting of rainwater, solar panels, so photovoltaic uh, solar panels on your roof. Um, there is many methods beyond that. I mean, if you have a research of um, something called passive house design, where there's all the, uh, basically put a plastic over a door, you get a big blower vac and you fill the house up with air. And what it has is a uh, air loss reader inside the room and it tells you how much air is being lost through gaps and you literally go around with an expander foam cam uh, a can of expander foam and fill up all the air gaps so you've essentially you've got an airtight box and then you put in these little kind of heat coils in the in the walls that rotate and they pull in air from outside so you don't get a stale room and the heat coils as ceramic they heat up as they pull the air in um, no electricity uses it. It uses difference in pressure from the inside and the outside to, to operate the fans. So 
you can get to that level if you want. But obviously, these are pretty, pretty. It's a German. It's a German technique. Uh, pretty common in Europe. It is. It's ridiculous. It does. It sounds incredible. So it just so it makes sure that you've got fresh air coming into the house, but also ensures that there's no breeze or anything escaping, so you're not getting cold air. Yeah, air tight, but keeping the air fresh and heating it. That's right. All, all at the same time with almost zero, you don't need aircon in a house like this. Um, you use virtually zero electricity. Uh, it's common. It's a, so it's a German technique a, or a, passive house is a German, I don't know what you'd call it, um, invention. Mm-hmm. And it's been around in Europe for a while. And it's just starting to break onto the Australian market over the last couple of years, mostly in multi-res and apartment buildings. So the old apartments, You'd have a couple of windows, but every time you open the window, all the dust and the smoke blows into the house. So you close the window. When you close the window, you end up with a really dank feeling room. Um, but using these same methods in residential construction is just, like it's it's a thing. It's just becoming a thing. The materials are still quite expensive to get, but there's a few ways to design the house where you don't have to um, products that come from overseas. You can fabricate and manufacture some custom ones here, which make it an affordable solution to have sustainable building. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. What a great idea. Um, so have you got anything that you would like to share with, with the listeners about your business? At Bayside Build, we take care of the whole process. So from basically your concept stage, if, you, if you're thinking of renovating, um, we get a phone call and we basically take it from there. We've got the concept design down, through to council, um, then from council, there's a construction tender and then there's a build process. And the build is virtually your completely finished house. It's always included in the price is a professional final clean. So you're literally coming into a perfectly clean painted house and then you've just got to supply furniture. Um, the benefit of something like that, as opposed to going through an architect and a builder separately, uh, is price management. We get so many people coming with approved plans from council that they've had an architect design and they've met the brief perfectly on what they wanted conceptually, but not even close on the budget. So, I mean, for an example, you've got a budget of $700,000 for your construction. So that's cost of works. It doesn't include your consultancy fees or your architect's fees. Um, And your architect will design this beautiful house exactly what you asked for, but you go to a builder and straight away your prices are coming in at a million dollars plus. So, you know, it's like a 50% overrun. They just haven't kept, they've kept to the brief, but they've told you maybe this is the cost with no building experience. It makes it tough for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the architect might say, Hey, look, we're going to do our internal prelim. And it's just, it's not it. And then you've got these plans, you're 50% over budget and it's all in the trash. Six months, 12 months of hard work, not worth it. So, the biggest benefit in going design construct with a builder or a designer builder is having that guarantee that the price we give you during the design stage is going to be met come construction stage. So you've got that guaranteed build point mm-hmm. um, or, and it's an open frank conversation. So we don't, you know, fill you up with hot air. You can do it for, you know, uh, the cheapest price in town. It's never going to be the cheapest price in town. It's going to be the price to do the works properly you know, there's license builder, you've got your proper insurances, you've got your guarantee of schedule, guarantee of finishes, and that's your peace of mind. That's the biggest thing. It's the peace of mind, knowing that your end result 
is what you've been dreaming of since the start. I was just um, going to actually, I was just going to say that, that, you know, if I, to go to an architect and get your imagination running wild and get all excited and then to have it all crushed when you find out, oh, actually, that's not within our budget would be horrible. You know, you'll be surprised how often it happens to the amount of times we, we get laughed at sometimes. We give a price and like, oh, the architect said it was only a $300,000 build. I'm like, okay, based on what? Like it's... It's a, and it's, like, it's a hard thing. There's a bit of pill to swallow. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of time and emotions invested even in the tender stage. Like we have a four-week tender stage. It's that detailed process of a tender. Um, and that whole process is so much information that we go through and try and get every single detail. There's a long list. It's all the inclusions and exclusions. So you know what you're getting. Um, and then to have your dreams taken away at the last minute it, it's you know it's really tough on me it's tough for the homeowner who thought they were going somewhere with it mm, yeah. so i mean a way around that is we do provide a prelim tender offer so if you do have your plans from an architect and you're looking for a builder we can provide really a top line number so i suggest to do this before you go to council some people don't they like to do it after council but even still instead of doing the full four-week detailed tender process, is we can give you a top-line number and say, hey, look, you're going to be pretty close here. Let's do it. Or there, maybe you just got to find a few things to tweak um, to, to get it to where you need to be. Okay. And another one is, as well with this is architects design really beautiful things. Don't get me wrong. There's some architects out there who are amazing. We've got one on board with us, and he, his stuff is, in my opinion, second to none. It's some really beautiful um, design. So... The good architects do have construction details in mind when they build, so how things work. But there's also some guys out there who don't know how things go together. They know how it should look and how it should work and how it should get through council. But, um, you know, you then come to build a certain detail and it just doesn't quite make sense or quite work. But you're then governed by it because council's approved it. And the only way to get it changed by council is a submission of a section 96 another cost, another time loss. So look, I guess the, the process that we offer is just trying to make it a simple guaranteed process for you to go through, but to get a beautiful architecturally designed home built with, you know, no, nothing's left out. Everything's done beautifully. Yeah, oh, it sounds brilliant. Look, if people want to, to use you or to just to um, be able to give you a, a call or something, how do they get hold of you? You can just jump onto your website. Yeah, jump onto the website. Um, we're active on all the social media pages, the Instagrams and YouTube, Facebook, whatever else is out there. Um, you've done so some that's the great, best way. Um, great videos. I love the videos that you've been doing. They're really good, especially the ones with <laughs> the, the kids. <laughs> They're good fun. They're good fun. Uh, yeah, the cubby house one we did yeah. the other day, that was good. Yeah. That was yeah. good fun. I think that was a coronavirus uh, aimed one as well. When everyone was trapped out, we built some cardboard cubby houses. Yeah, in the living room. It's got into it. (laughs) I mean, that's a little. (laughs) Yeah, oh, my son does. We just bought him a book with a little handsaw in it, so he's cutting the carpet and cutting everything. Everything (laughs) it's blunt, obviously, and cut everything he get his hands onto. He's mad for it. (laughs) That's brilliant. Thanks yeah. heaps for, for coming on and talking with us. And, um, yeah, I hope people give you a call and check out what you're doing. And if they're out to go and build a home, um, go visit Bayside Belt. <laughs> yeah, give us a call. Okay, thanks, Doug. Cheers, Caroline. Good talking.